right, it's that time again. It's the Marv Cutler Show. Live from Las Vegas, your host, Marv Cutler. Well, thank you, Pete. You're welcome, sir. Um, I got a lot to talk about this evening. Um, uh, restaurant reviews, book reviews, uh, new products and trade shows, a trip to um, Southern California, and, uh, and some good music. Uh, but first thing I want to talk about is a great event that I'm sure you don't want to miss if you're in Las Vegas at the time or you're coming to Las Vegas. Food is art. An evening of food and libation pairings with top chefs, sommeliers, and master mixologists with live entertainment, art, and more. This Saturday, November 14th, at the Springs Preserve. It's a wonderful retreat at Springs Preserve in Las Vegas. And um, this uh, Food is Art benefits the ALS Association, Nevada Chapter, and the Springs Preserve. This is going to be a wonderful evening. And uh, it's Saturday, November 14th at 5.30 p.m. VIP, 7 p.m. general admission, uh, cocktail attire. Uh, but you must be over 21, 21 and over. So check this out. Go to um, springspreserve.org. That's springspreserve.org and, and check it out. Uh, also, tomorrow, the opening of the um, Indian National Finals Rodeo um, at the uh, South Point uh, Hotel and Casino in the, in the arena. Um, I try to catch this uh, rodeo every year, and it's really, really a good, fun rodeo. So check it out, Indian National Final Rodeo. I took a trip to uh, Southern California, and um, along the way on the I-15 at Ghost Town Road in Yermo, uh, at that, that exit there's a restaurant called Peggy Sue's 50s Diner. It's, uh, it's the original roadside diner built in 1954 with nine counter stools and three booths, and it sets in the shadow of the Calico Mountains, and, and was built from railroad ties and mortar from the nearby Union Pacific rail yard. Uh, it's not a, a nine uh, counter stools anymore. It's a, it's a big place. It's, it's a fun place. I actually um, don't want to comment on the food, but if you want to have some fun and listen to some good uh, 50s music and see some really nice attractions there, Peggy Sue's Diner at the, off the I-15 at Ghost Town Road in Yermo, California, between Las Vegas and Southern California. Now, when I was in Southern California, I was at, uh, in, in Los Angeles, and I went to the uh, Grammy Museum. Uh, the Grammy Museum is a terrific place where they have all uh, sorts of Grammy memorabilia. They're having an exhibit right now on Sinatra, an American icon. Uh, it's a wonderful exhibit. Um, it's running now through February 15th. And um, you, if you get a, a chance to get to L.A., this is um, something you must want to take in. Um, the original clothing, including his signature fedora, bow tie, and tuxedo. The recreation of a Hoboken trolley car from Sinatra's childhood. Um, costume pieces and contrast from Sinatra's films. The recreation of Capitol Records Studio A, Gold and Platinum Record Awards. This is a wonderful exhibit, and um, 
Frank Sinatra would have turned 100 years old this year, actually on December the 12th. The, this centennial exhibition curated with the cooperation of the Sinatra family is the story of one of the greatest recording and performing careers of all time, but it's also the story of a man behind the music and the life behind the legacy. Sinatra, an American icon at the Grammy Museum in Los Angeles, 100 Sinatra. Check it out. This is this is a must-see. And while we're talking about Francis, his summer wind. Summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. It lingered there to touch your hair and walk with me. All summer long we sang a song and then we strolled that golden sand two sweethearts and the summer wind like painted kites those days and nights they went flying by the world was new beneath a Umbrella sky Then softer than A piper man One day It called to you I lost you I lost you to the summer wind The autumn wind The summer wind The summer wind Warm summer wind The summer wind You got to check out the Sinatra exhibit at the Grammy Museum in LA. It's, it's fabulous. I, it's one. It's one of the highlights of my trip, <clears throat> and um, really worthwhile taking in. Um, I, I went to Anaheim, and well, in Anaheim, I uh, you know I did all the um, so-called fun things, 
Um, I started out at Downtown Disney, which um, this to me is uh, nothing but a, a big outdoor shopping mall and uh, very crowded, lots of people. And um, it's, uh, it's all right if you, if you want to go shopping. It's, it's, a, it's a nice place to shop. A lot of sh- stores, a lot of shops, and uh, kiosks, and uh, that's that's it. But while I was in downtown Disney, another one of the highlights of my trip was at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, classic New Orleans cuisine. For over 60 years, Ralph Brennan and his family have been recognized for their consistent ability to refine and update classic Creole dishes. Mel Brennan's family entered the hospitality business in 1947 with the purchase of the old Absinthe Bar on Bourbon Street, New Orleans, French Quarter. Today, Ralph is one of eight third-generation cousins operating 16 New Orleans-style restaurants in New Orleans, Houston, and Southern California. And let me tell you about Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen at Downtown Disney. I was there for the... um, the Sunday um, jazz brunch and oh man, what a what a time! I I was there for hours. <laughs> I couldn't leave, especially starting off with that mint julep with with Woodford Reserve bourbon. Oh man, I'll tell you, oh jazz kitchen. Oh, the music was fabulous. Great service, Danielle. Uh, Server, really terrific service, and the food. Unbelievable. Uh, starting off with, um, well, I started off um, uh, with with a dessert because it was brunch and I hadn't had breakfast, so I got there at 11 about 11 a.m. And so I started off with um, beignets, really, really delicious beignets, and of course that fabulous um, New Orleans uh, coffee with the chicory and uh, and uh, my uh, for an appetizer. The chicken etouffee soup, roasted chicken, Louisiana etouffee, and Cajun rice. Oh man, I'll tell you that! What a soup! And um, for a main course, uh, chicken and waffles with uh, wilted baby arugula. It comes with andouille sausage, but as you if you listen to me, you know I don't I don't do the sausage. Uh, mushrooms and maple butter sauce, chicken and waffles. Oh man, what a, what a New Orleans treat that was! Uh, can't say enough about, about the food at um, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen and um, something you need to pre-order. But since I was going to stay there for a while, I waited until I, I finished dinner, and then I had um, I pre-ordered their famous double chocolate bread pudding souffle. Oh. Now, I'm not a bread pudding eater. I'm not, it's not one of my favorite things to eat, but this double chocolate bread pudding souffle was absolutely spectacular. Semi-sweet chocolate, white and dark chocolate ganache. Oh, man, what a, what a, what a treat that was. Oh, the um, double chocolate bread pudding souffle. If you get to Anaheim and you get down, get to downtown Disney, you got to check out Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. And they have, um, they're open seven days a week, and they have live jazz Every day, including that Sunday brunch, which is absolutely, absolutely fabulous. Now, 
while I was in Anaheim, I had to do some of the attractions. So um, my first uh, stop was um, Knott's Berry Farm, which is a fun place. I even went to that uh, the, the Halloween uh, scary berry farm, or not scary farm. And this is um, a fun place. They have a, a lot of rides. It's not as busy as, as Disneyland, so uh, you might want to check this out. They have some live shows like the Calico Saloon Show and the, uh, the Mystery Lodge in Ghost Town. And uh, the Penis Character Show. Fun place. Some fun rides. And a terrific new attraction is Voyage to the Iron Reef. You fight the Kraken and save the park. And test your skills in a new 4D ride. Yeah, 4D ride. It's a, it's a fun ride. Terrific ride. And um, I enjoyed my uh, stay at Knott's Berry Farm. From Knott's Berry Farm, I travel on to, of course, Disneyland and the California Adventure. And, you know, I was there on a weekday, school day. Place was packed. Unbelievable. Um, Long, long lines waiting for the for the rides. I remember the last time I went to Disney um, Land in California. This is their 60th anniversary, by the way. Uh, last time I went there, the mouse would be walking around, and you could stop and take pictures or whatever. And um, but now you get to wait an extremely long time just to get in, just to get a picture with the mouse. So. Or to get in line. This is a school day on a, on a weekday. I, I I couldn't believe it. And you know, it's just very crowded. And I was disappointed because my favorite ride was closed. Like, what are the odds of me going there after all these years? And my favorite ride is closed. I'm looking forward to it. Was it's a small world? So I don't know. What do you think of that, Pete? I couldn't even get on. Uh, it's a small world. <laughs> That's crazy. How's that happen? Yeah, I, I don't know. They they said they're close for the holidays, but they're opening November 11th. Is that right? I, hmm. I don't know what holiday they were closed for, but anyway, that they were they were closed. Um, they were closed, and I was really disappointed because I was looking forward to going riding on it's a small world, but it's 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 um it's it's very expensive and um um. Very crowded, and if it's crowded on a school day, you can imagine how it is when when school's out. So uh, um, that's about all I can say uh, for Disneyland and and the California Adventure. I went to a show at the California Adventure, uh, uh, Aladdin, and it was a, a forty-five minute live stage production. Fabulous! It's a fabulous show. It's a Really spectacular. They do a lot of a lot of spectacular things in the show. The only thing I didn't like about it was uh, the genie in the lamp made a made a crack about Tom Brady and 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 the deflated the, the balls. That's, that's the only thing I didn't like about it. But other than that, it was a terrific show, and um, um, I was 
like I said, disappointed him making that crack. But then again, it's, it's, it's up to date. So, um, Disneyland, what can you say? There's um, all, the, all the rides that are saying the newer rides are in um, the um, California Adventure, and um, they have uh, some back lots there, movie lots, and they have an interesting um, uh, show there where you can go in and go into an animation class, and they give you a board and, a, and paper and a, and a pen, and you can sit there and uh, follow the instructor and and do uh, and, and draw your own cartoon character, and it was fun. And um, actually, my Pluto came out pretty good, if I say so myself. So, um, Disneyland and California Adventure. One of the restaurants I I ate at in um, in Anaheim uh, was called uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Now. I don't eat shellfish, but I thought, you know, there must be other things there besides shrimp. Basically, the whole menu um, is shrimp. Uh, they have just a couple of things, and um, um, I started off with a, a coronita, which is a which is a margarita, and um, and a coronita, a little corona, tipped upside down into the into the glass. And as you drink it, the the Corona uh, pours into the margarita. It's, a, it's an interesting drink. And I ordered um, top sirloin steak, and it was very tough and full gristle. And I told the uh, server, and he told the chef, and he came back and told me. The chef said, well, that's the cut of meat it is. <laughs> so I opted for... Um, Salmon, and um, I won't. I won't talk about that either. So, anyway, Bubble Gum Shrimp Company. Um, if you're into seafood, uh, shrimp, then maybe the shrimp is good. But what I had didn't work. Oh, so that's the Bubble Gum Shrimp Company. While I was in uh, L.A., by the way, I was at um, Cantor's Deli, which is one of my favorite spots to go into when I'm when I'm in. Um, L.A. and I had um and a roast uh, tongue dinner with um with um, uh bowls and um and uh, and um groats and um one of my favorite dishes along with some um, um potato pancakes and the food is um is okay service is awful um but anyway. It's Cantor's. It's been there for a long, long time. They're open 24 hours a day. They're on Fairfax in L.A. And here's uh, Ray Charles, Natalie Cole, and Fever. Never knew how much I love you. Never knew how much I care. When you put your arms around me, I get a fever that's so hard to bear You give me fever When you kiss me Fever when you hold me tight Fever in the morning Fever all through the night Sun lights up the daytime Moon lights up the night I light up when you call 
they have cards there for whale watching for fifteen dollars. So if you have if you get one of these cards coupons, um, you, you only have to pay fifteen dollars instead of paying the regular price of thirty six dollars. So look for that card, and uh, if you want to make a reservation, you can call them at nine four nine six seven five zero five five one. So what do you think of the way uh, the Mets blew the uh, World Series up, Pete? Okay, Pete is not there. <laughs> no, I'm right here. I'm just listening to you. What did you say now? <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you think of um, the way the, the Mets blew the World Series? Well, look, they had three opportunities. That closer was solid all season long, and uh, he just didn't have it. I mean... Unfortunately, defensively, they weren't very good. And then the closer blowing three saves, that just will kill you. KC is a, a well-put-together team, offensively, defensively. And I just thought it was in the cards for this team because they got there last year. It seems like they were on a mission this year. They make all the right moves. You get a, a player like Ben Zobris, who was so underappreciated here in Tampa. They just let him go. Uh, you get them from Oakland for basically nothing. I mean, they just make the right moves as a great organization, and they're a small market. So it's uh, it's encouraging to see the Royals back in uh, World Series after uh, 30 years ago winning it in 85. So it's crazy. I wish you hadn't mentioned Ben Zobris. I really hate him. Well, I shouldn't say the word hate, but, you know, I don't like Ben Zobris. And it's a personal reason. Why is that? Uh, well, the reason I don't like Ben Zobras is because every time the Red Sox will play Tampa Bay, Ben Zobras, straighten out, tongue. Ben Zobras. He's a killer. Would kill him. Yeah, he's a killer. He's a great hitter. He's really underappreciated. He was underappreciated here. Uh, I wish this organization never got rid of him. But I'm happy for him that he wins a World Series. And there were a couple Rays, uh, that former Rays that won the World Series with the Royals. Not only him, but Wade Davis. And also uh, your boy, Johnny Gomes, who played with the Red Sox for a couple of years. My boy, Johnny Gomes, I love him. Uh, he was in a, wearing a hoodie yesterday. Uh, I guess he must be hurt or something. I don't know. Um, but he was wearing a hoodie, so he didn't play. And um, it was nice to see him while I was watching the game. Because I really, I really miss Johnny Gomes. He was such a, such a stand-up guy and a, and a real, um, real gentleman when he played for the Red Sox. Yeah, so I, team I, leader and had some big hits and uh, you know wasn't consistent but had some power and would never hit for great average. But uh, you know when you needed a home run or you needed somebody to lift you up, Gomes was there. So he's he's a man. You know I. Um, I I really I really miss him that he's gone from the Red Sox and um, you know I'm I'm really um, you know I'm looking for the Red Sox to have a better year but I'm not you know I feel bad for John Farrell but I don't I don't think when he comes back he's that good of a manager you know um, mm -hmm. if you remember what happened at the end of last season when he when he got sick and um, you know and you know uh, God willing he'll he'll get he'll get better and he'll he'll be back with the Red Sox. Right. Uh, um, but he, um, um, the, 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 the assistant manager there, when he came in, the, the Red Sox were, were playing pretty good baseball the, the last part of the season. Terry, Terry Lovato. 
Yeah, they were definitely trying to put it together. Um, I just think uh, overall they had high expectations with all the money they spent, and it just didn't work out, Marv. It just didn't. So I don't know what you do now. I guess it's you go back to the drawing board. Uh, do you like the moves they made in the offseason with their front office? Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, uh, Dombrowski, I don't know. He uh, Detroit got rid of him. You know, I don't know why the Red Sox wanted him. I, I, I think Dombrowski did everything he could with the the Tigers, getting him there. It just uh, it just didn't work out for him either. But he had all the resources. It seemed like he made the right moves. It just when that lineup got to the, got into contention in the playoffs, they couldn't do anything. And and the and the other team, of course, had better pitching, but. I think Dombrowski's a proven winner. I mean, he's won with the, the Pirates. He won with the Marlins. He's won with the Tigers. I think it's a great move. I think it settles your, your organization down. I just wonder what kind of direction they go in now after spending so much money. Now, do they start cutting money? I mean, what in your opinion, what do they do? The first thing is to get rid of Hanley. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's t- terribly disappointing. And after he goes, then maybe they can get rid of uh, the panda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's definitely, uh, you know, pitching's got to improve. But I think they got some young kids there that are that are going to be good for them. And you never know; the AL East is is up and down. I mean, Toronto, uh, they're in right now. They're kind of in a, in a transition with giving up all the prospects they gave up to get the players they got. Didn't win a World Series. Uh, the general manager is going to step down. You know, Tampa, they're going to compete, but how much of, are they going to compete with? They always need a bat in that lineup. Baltimore, they're up and down. New York, they're older now. I mean, you never know. Boston can maybe make a run. It's just, uh, it, it just any given year, I guess. It, it, you never just, you never know. And right. Kansas City proves that. But Kansas City, to me, uh, I think a lot of people were kind of counting them out. You know, they're a fluke, one-year wonder. And they showed that they're not. They, they're they a dynamic offensive bunch. Got a lot of great players. Not superstars, but everybody buys in. They play great defense. They got a great bullpen. Uh, their pitching is good enough to get it done. If you give uh, you, you, your pitching staff gives you six or seven quality innings, then you can go to your bullpen, and basically it's lights out. It's done. So, right. And I think that's what happened to the Mets. The Mets were so hot. Daniel Murphy, you didn't hear from him in this whole series after he had that Hot series right. versus the Cubs. Yeah. So what happened to Aaron Rodgers yesterday? Uh, what happened was, Marv, they faced a very talented defense, and it's kind of scary at this point because I'm circling this date here. I believe it's in late November when the Patriots meet up with the Broncos. That could be for home field advantage, believe it or not, because both of these teams right now could go undefeated at that time. And... Uh, I, it's right now. I think the Broncos are real scary because they have things that they haven't had in the last couple of years. That's a great defense, a ball hawking defense with Aqib Talib and Chris Harris, and they got pass rushers on the outside with um, uh, Ware, Demarcus Ware, and uh, Von Miller. So Aaron Rodgers, what happened to him last night? Those cornerbacks were so physical with those wide receivers, they just shut that offense down, and they got after Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, you know, it's the defense. If if they're gonna do anything, it's gotta be the defense because Peyton Manning is not the is not the Peyton Manning of old. No, I don't think he is. But you know what? I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, Marvin. This is why because if you get into a situation where you force him to throw forty or fifty times, 
I, I, I think he's gonna create I think he's gonna have some turnovers. So he depends on the running game and the defense. And right. he just makes the throws that he needs to make. They they made a trade for Vernon Davis today. I don't know if you've seen that. That's another weapon to that offense. So it's gonna be tough. But I'm just looking at this date right now. I think it's November what is it, November 29th or something like that? I think it's late in November. The Patriots go to Denver. That's going to be a hell of a game. I'll be in Palm Springs watching that game. <laughs> and, and I and you got to, you know, you look at this game, it's very evenly matched. I think the the thing that you worry about, uh, the Patriots, they really haven't played a defense like the Broncos have this year. But right. in saying that, I'm not sure if the Broncos have played an offense like the Patriots have because they're just clicking on all cylinders right now. Even without a running game, they have Gronkowski. You got LaFell back, uh, Amendola, Edelman, and, and the Patriots are really upset because they have something to prove I don't right know, now. LaFell is scaring me a little bit right now. Too many drop passes. He had like six drop passes last week. You know they had they got Reggie Wayne. Uh, the beginning of the, before the season started. Uh, yeah, he's done. And he um, he left the he left the patch. You know, he asked to be uh, if he could leave because it was too hot for him over there. Yeah, he's done. He's not the same receiver, and, and a lot of players don't fit into that Patriot way of thinking, that Patriot system. There's only so right. few players, and once the Patriots cut you, all, all, from all intents purposes, you're pretty much done in the NFL. Because I think the NFL, the, the Patriots are a very good judge of talent. Right. So. Well, well anyway, uh, with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, who's going to beat them? <laughs> it's going to be tough, but you know, it's destiny this year. I think it's still going to be the Broncos and the Patriots once again. It's going to be Peyton Manning and it's going to be Tom Brady. And you know yeah, what? The, the Broncos have an, the, the Broncos have an opportunity, Mar, because they do have a defense. But again, it's going to be tough because Tom Brady has a, a chip on his shoulder and Bill Belichick has a chip on his shoulder. I don't know if you saw, but the Jets once again are trying to stir it up for the Patriots, trying to say they're cheating. So uh, the Jets absolutely hate the Patriots, and and that's just going to be an in- entertaining game. Oh, yeah, he's thirty-eight years old and he's playing better than ever. So. He thinks he can play ten more years. You think he can play another ten more years? No, I, I, I think he can play another five years. See, I think if they keep him upright with all those weapons and Bill Belichick, I think he could play another ten years. You think so? Huh? I, I think he's taking good care of himself. He's married to a model wife. I think he's doing good for himself right now. And uh, if he has that chip on his shoulder and he it definitely has the passion to play, which it seems like he does, why not? I mean, the NFL, it favors the quarterbacks right now. You can't touch a quarterback. You can't touch them high. You can't touch them low. You can't touch them late. So basically, you have a guy like Drew Brees that yesterday threw for seven touchdowns. Why? Right. Well, the rules dictate to it. And also, the defenses aren't good anymore. But but the but the, the, the Giants' defense was, was, was terrible. Terrible. They're terrible. They the, never... They never should have given up seven touchdowns, you know. <laughs> right, but the, the the Saints they gave up six touchdowns, so it just tells you how bad some of these defenses are today. Or the fact of the matter is, the NFL has changed the rules so much to favor the offense that the defenses can't really be physical anymore. But Tom Coughlin's a defensive guy, and he he couldn't put that defense together, you know. That's, that's, um, well, it was broken up when JPP decided to go all uh, July 4th. Let's play with uh, fireworks, which made no sense at all. 
Uh, you have a you have an opportunity to have 14 15 million dollars in your hand you don't even sign the contract and you decide oh okay i'm going to be a professional tonight i'm going to play with some fireworks what a dumbass there's willie nelson and blue skies
movie and interactive video theaters, the First Lady's Garden, the President's faithfully restored 1910's birthplace, and the um, flowering memorial site of President and Mrs. Nixon. It's, a, um, it's, a, it's an amazing uh, library, um, wonderful exhibit. Um, it also has the original, on the grounds is the original house that um, the president was born in, and just off to the side of the house is also the burial place of the, the of president and Mrs. Nixon. Um, so the, the grounds uh, is where he was born and where he was laid to rest. It's a wonderful um, experience, wonderful library. Um, I got to tell you a story, Pete. I was in... Um, I was at a I was at a lecture in uh, at UNLV um, several years ago, and Bob Woodward, who's still milking uh, his nonsense about uh, President Nixon, and um, uh, him, uh, Bob Woodward and Ben Bradley were, were the guest speakers, and I I get up at the question and answer period, and I said um, my question was. Uh, our greatest president was Ronald Reagan. Our second greatest president was Richard Nixon. Why did you do what you did to him? I asked Ben Bradley, and he answered me and put us on the map. No. Well, no, you got to oh, include. Uh, you don't. You got to include Kennedy in there. Uh no. Um, <laughs> my. I, I got Reagan, Nixon, and Truman. Uh, I gotta, I, I gotta include Kennedy because he prevented World War Three. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> Cuban Missile Crisis, and and nearly going to war with Cuba and Russia, and stopping all that nuclear stuff, and then and then also uh, doing some of the things he did. I I think he's probably one of the greatest presidents of all time. I mean, there was some stuff off the, uh, you know. The stuff with Marilyn Monroe and and some shady stuff like that that you come to find out later on, but some of the things that he did as a president were pretty remarkable. I I don't think they were that remarkable. I, you know, he he was an okay president. He wasn't he wasn't a bad president, but he wasn't a great president. He was an okay president. Okay. And uh, you know, um, uh, my idol was Andrew Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's way before my time. <laughs> but, I, but before my but, but even my when I when I um when I was in New Orleans. Um, well, what, about, what about Lincoln? You have you have to like Lincoln, right? Lincoln's up there is one of the greatest presidents of all time, right? I get Lincoln fifth only because I get Andrew Jackson ahead of him. Huh? Okay. And the only reason I get Andrew Jackson ahead of him in fourth is because. He's just my idol. I mean, I, I walked the battlefield in New Orleans, and the, from the Battle of New Orleans, and um, uh, with my hickory stick. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the War of eighteen twelve? Yeah, eighteen fifteen. Okay. <laughs> I know some anyway, history. You know, you know, and I'll tell you an interesting story. I, 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 I watch old movies whenever I get a chance, and I. I saw a movie called The uh, President's Lady about uh, Andrew Jackson and um, came home one day and he went up to the bedroom and he found his wife um, 
that, and it just sort of um, coincides with um, an incident I had uh, with Joy a couple of years ago. So uh, I just, I, it just, it was a tough guy. He was, um, he was a strong guy, and um, he, you know, he did some strange things, but he also did some great things. So Andrew Jackson, he's my idol. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we're going to have for president next night. Because <laughs> looks like Donald Trump. That's who it looks like at this point. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't uh, see how it, it can't happen because yeah, I look at it this way. Okay, first of all, there's a lot of people that like the way Trump talks and the, and and they like how he goes after politicians, how he calls them stupid and stuff like that. Now I don't know if Trump know, I, can fix the issues like, that are in this country, but. I don't think there's going to be a Democrat that's going to be voted in simply because Obama's a Democrat right now, and that's how people are looking at it. So, if anything, it just seems like the Republican nomination will get it. I I like the way Donald Trump attacks the other people, you know, um, and I like I like how he speaks his mind, and um, you know, but I have I have two problems with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. All he says is how great he is. Yes, agree. That's problem number one. And problem number two, he does not tell anybody how he's going to straighten these things out. Which kind of scares you because he's saying all this stuff. He wants to be president, but how are you going to fix the problems in this country? To me, immigration is not a big-time problem in this country. The problems in this country are economy, education, health care. Um, and eventually, I think it's also, um, you know, how we deal with uh, foreign countries, especially with this uh, Iran deal signed. Right. Where the, the, biggest problem, the biggest problem is uh, you've become a weak country. Well, I agree with that. And, 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 and you know why we've become a weak country. So Because uh, everybody's offended? That's the problem. <laughs> Everybody so, has feelings? Uh, right. Um, you know... We need we need a strong president. We need a we need a, a Ronald Reagan or a Richard Nixon uh, who who go over there, put boots on the ground, wipe out ISIS, and and, and bring that Middle East back to um, uh, back to a, 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 a somewhat peaceful state. And see, that's why I always go back to Kennedy because people say, well, Kennedy did some things, you know, off the cuff. Um, that that a lot of people wouldn't like today. There was a lot of controversy with him and, and his uh, marital affairs, if you will. But the thing that I like about Kennedy is he basically told Russia, Nikita Khrushchev, I believe at the time, look, don't mess with us because we will attack you and we're not playing around with you. We're not we're not playing. We're going yeah, but to... Ronald Reagan said, get down that wall. Yeah, very true. Okay. Anyway, I got a couple of books to the review um, uh, from the uh, from ARE uh, Press, the Association for Research and Enlightenment, uh, the Edgar Casey people, and uh, these a couple of really really good great books. Um, one is Unlocking Your Tuition, Inti- Unlocking Your Intuition: Seven Keys to Awakening Your Psychic Potential. Um, in addition to learning what intuition is and why you should develop it. Carolyn Liaros takes you through easy-to-follow exercises that will enable you to reach beyond your conscious mind and become aware of the psychic impressions and have been around you all the time, though you may not have been tapping into them. Um, Carolyn Liaros, for over 40 years, has been a professional psychic, 
intellectual workshop presenter and author, and she's appeared on international TV, hundreds of radio shows, in the movie Inner Spaces, has been a speaker and mentor for Edgar Casey's Association for Research and Enlightenment, a terrific book, Unlocking Your Intuition by Carol Ann Liaros. Also, another book, Edgar Casey's Sacred Stones, an A to Z guide to working with gems to enhance your life and health by Dr. Shelley Kayer. Um, Edgar Casey readings offer fascinating advice for the use of gems and stones for a variety of life issues and enhancements such as healing, psychic development, protection, and more. This is a thorough hands-on A to Z guide to gemstones and other materials. Casey mentioned in the life readings plus more the suggestions and recommendations for users. Color photographers, photographs will assist in the descriptions and make for a beautiful book. Um, this is um, Edgar Casey's Sacred Stones by Dr. Shelley K. I want to mention one more time this great event coming up November 14th, a Saturday night at the Springs Preserve in Las Vegas. Food is art. An evening of food and libation pairings with top chefs, sommeliers, and master mixologists, live entertainment, art, and more. Um, 5.30 p.m. VIP, 7 p.m. general admission, uh, cocktail attire, and you can purchase tickets at springspreserve.org. That's springspreserve.org. Org. I was at a uh, trade show, uh, the ERA uh, trade show, which is the Electronic Retailing Association, and that's, you know, all the stuff that you see on TV. And I met a couple of um, inventors there, and uh, I, I want to tell you about their products was it. Because they're really, 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 really good products. Um, the, the best product I saw was uh, the Versa Golfer Club Stand. Uh, it, it enables golfers to fix divots on the green or retrieve a golf ball without bending over it. It serves as a club stand, a cigar holder, and can be used as a practice target. Uh, this product helps to eliminate dropping clubs onto wet ground and is ideal for use by golfers with limited mobility. It stores easily in most golf bags and will not use for easy transport access. This 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 multifunctional Bristol golfer is a six-foot ball retriever that is made of aluminum, hot plastic, and stainless steel, and it, it's a terrific product. I got it in my golf bag now, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Mark Edwards, who's the uh, inventor, uh, really came up with a terrific product, um, it's golf's newest and most versatile hybrid. That uh, if you want some more, some more information, go to versagolfer.com. That's V-E-R-S-A golfer, versagolfer.com, and check out the Versa Golfer because this is a a really um, really nice product, and uh, I I'm really happy with it. And I want to thank Mark for coming up with this. He did a terrific job. Um, also, I've seen on TV is the flash screen clean. It's not clean if it's it's flat screen clean that it 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 it, it, it cleans off flat screens, touch screens, crib TVs, wearables. It's non toxic, anti static, streak free, sentiment. So check out flat screen clean, and you can check them out at flatscreenclean.com. That's flatscreenclean.com. The tongue is not straightening out tonight. I don't know what what it is, but anyway. Um, Here's um, Diana Crow and the boy from Ipanema. 
tall and tan and young and handsome. The boy from Ipanema goes walking, and when he passes, each girl he passes goes. That swings so cool and sways so gentle that when he passes, each girl he passes goes.
with the great music of Antonio Carlos Jobim and the boy from Ipanema. So anyway, Pete, what do you think? Uh, I was the only team that scared me. Um, you know, you know, I'm a Patriots fan. The only team that really scared me this season was Buffalo. What has happened to Buffalo? Well, they've had injuries uh, all over the place. The McCoys hurt. Uh, their quarterbacks hurt. Wide receiver and Sammy Watkins. I mean, uh, it takes a toll. Uh, they have EJ yeah, well, Manuel, who's okay, but is he Tyrod Taylor? Mm. Sammy Watkins being out, that kind of hurts. And then also losing LaShawn McCoy. Not only that, but losing also Carlos Williams. They lost like two or three running backs in a row in a week. So that's going to hurt your depth. And you're basically depending on second and third stringers after that. So it. it but, you know, the Patriots have had a lot of big injuries too. Yeah, but, you know, they do a good job with drafting, so they do have the depth there. They do have the guys to, to get it done. And, again, if they have Tom Brady, which it makes a difference, Marv, you know this. Marv, when when Tom Brady went out that one year and they had Castle, he had 11 wins, they, they weren't the same team. As long as you have Tom Brady, you have a quarterback. A quarterback like that can, can really uh, hide some of the things that are wrong with your team. That's how good Tom Brady is. I will never... Deny that. You can never get into a conversation and say that Tom Brady's not one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, and they have Belichick who can change the game at any time. Yeah, no, he's definitely one of the greatest coaches of all time because he knows how to game plan and he knows how to take your best player away. He does that so well. That's why he's so good at what he does. So I'm going to close out. So I'm going to just say my closing words and then you can bring up my music behind me. Mark Cutler here. Thanks for listening. Good night, Joy. Have a marvelous week. Ciao.